You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Mike Kidrowski. I'm here with Amanda Ellerkamp. We're broadcasting live from Trinity High School uh, in the Fisher Commons area. You'll hear students uh, going back and forth and, uh, and changing classes. And so uh, uh, we're glad that you're here. Uh, so on the line, our next segment, our, our next segment is uh, Father Josh Eli. And Father Josh, uh, good morning to you. Thanks for being on with us this morning. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Amanda. You're coming from a place that's very dear to me. As uh, we all got to spend some time together a few years ago. And uh, what is, we didn't have that beautiful building that you have now, but I uh, hope all is well. It is. It is, Father. Yes, I was just thinking that it's been a while since I've seen you in person. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's been too you, long. Too <laughs> long, yeah. We're... we're in the beautiful new Trinity High School in uh, Fisher Commons this morning. And so, great, the kids are just passing between classes here. Oh, good. And beautiful things happening there, we hear. It makes its way down I-94, the good news of all the extraordinary uh, things happening in Catholic education in Dickinson. And got to be a chaplain there from 2009 to 2012. And uh, just... Super happy to yes. hear how well things are going for yeah, you. Yeah, it's beautiful. God's good. God is yeah. good. Yes. And Mike and I, on the other hand, we just we just recently saw each other, didn't we, Mike? In well, another beautiful place. Yes, and uh, refresh my memory here. I remember, uh, uh, was that at the Thirst Conference, or where was that? Or was it, was it, was it not at, no. Oh, it was, it was at Saint the Mary's. wedding. It was at, at the, the wedding. wedding. Yeah, this last weekend. Uh, we just yes. had our second wedding at the beautiful Our Lady of Victory Chapel, which any and all listeners, if you haven't already stopped in. And Trinity, you have a beautiful chapel as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but worth seeing these uh, these buildings, and we're going to talk a little bit about buildings today, I think, but uh, extraordinary Our Lady of Victory Chapel. Second wedding, and it's a beautiful thing, a, a, a Trinity alumna. Uh-huh. Just recently wed in a beautiful sacrament of marriage. So, yeah, it's good seeing you, Mike. Great hearing from you. Yeah, likewise, uh, Father Josh. Uh, and, uh, uh, well, tell us, uh, uh, the, tell the listeners a, a little bit more uh, about yourself, Father Josh. Uh, uh, you are a, a St. Mary's, uh, uh, Bismarck St. Mary's graduate and uh, uh, got called to the priesthood. Can you give us a little bit of that story? Sure. Sure, I'm a, you know, I'm a saint at heart and uh, a titan also. I wear the red and the blue. <laughs> but I was I was at uh, St. Mary's in the 90s, and um, it was a class in 97. And during that senior year, I met a phenomenal couple priests, one of them who's out in Dickinson now, Monsignor Richter, and another one who's the bishop in Helena, Montana, mm-hmm. Bishop Austin Vetter. They came, uh, stepped into my life, showed me the joy of living the Christian life, showed me the beauty of the Catholic faith, taught me about the Eucharist and all the other sacraments, and uh, it was compelling. I I couldn't but notice the joy that they had and the joy of just knowing the truth, which uh, those of us who were in the 90s, there was a lot of things being proposed, Mm -hmm. there still are to this day, and the church stands as a safeguard. and to propose in an attractive way, and they did a beautiful job of it. Everyone there at St. Mary's did a great job and saved a soul right here in 1997. 
Wow. And uh, I ran for five and a half years from that call, and finally the Lord caught up with me. Thanks be to God. And entered seminary, never looked back. And now I'm in my 12th year of priesthood. And got, like I said, got to spend three of them out in Dickinson, one in Williston, a handful of them back in Rome doing studies and also working at the Vatican, and then now honored going on my second year here at the beautiful Cathedral right. of the Holy Spirit in phenomenal Bismarck, North Dakota. Indeed, indeed. And, and Father Josh, uh, uh, tell us more about the 75th anniversary of the Cathedral of the Holy Spirit. What a celebration. It is. Thanks for the opportunity to talk about it. Upon my arrival here, I realized that we were coming up on a, on a true milestone. In fact, two of them. Uh, this building, which was, uh, those of you who haven't seen it, it's quite extraordinary. It's solid concrete out here in the plains. It can be seen, the skyline, the bell tower can be seen. It's kind of one of those staples of the of the Bismarck skyline. It was finished in 1945, and it was so August 30th of 1945. That's when it was uh, at the first mass here. So just last year, we celebrated 75 years of the building itself. And then uh, two years later, it, uh, they established the parish, so the, the community of believers that worships there. And that was um, in 1947. So we're coming up on, we're between the 75th of the building and the 75th of the parish itself. And we're mm-hmm. celebrating both of them because both of them are extraordinary. That is are, extraordinary. Are extraordinary a building and a great group of people here. So, 75 years. And what's also what's amazing about all of it, and in particular the building of it, uh, 1945, that's when it was completed. Uh, there was something else going on at that time uh, that would have made uh, progress in building difficult. It was the Second World War. Uh, so, in 1941, right about the time that we entered the war, officially they, they began building this and quickly lost all of their manpower. So anybody who was able-bodied was in the war effort. And so this massive, beautiful concrete building uh, was built uh, on the backs of those who were no longer fit or capable because of age uh, to be in the war effort. So older aged men and young men were the ones who built this. And it's just a testament to the, the perseverance uh, the dedication, and they had already waited 30 years to build this building, uh, because in the early days, uh, the Bishop uh, Worley had wanted one. Well, then we had the uh, First World War, then we had uh, potential in the 20s, and we had a you know, the crash of the stock market. Right. Farmers were leaving the state because they're, they they went bankrupt. And so they had waited 30 years, and they were not going to let the Second World War stop them. And so these dedicated men uh, and boys uh, were hauling concrete and solid, poor, monolithic concrete building, Art Deco style. It's a testament to to their faith, to their dedication, and even more so to that of the church, which is the rock upon which uh, we stand. And then the Lord built his church on Peter and... And we're here, and we ain't yeah. going, we ain't going away. <laughs> yeah, what an interesting story about uh, the the building in uh, uh, in the forties, and uh, uh, the the men between uh, eighteen, uh, probably seventeen and twenty five, were out uh, f- fighting for our country, and mm-hmm. and uh, Bismarck Catholic community or the diocese, the 
built this beautiful cathedral. What a yeah. testimony. What a testimony of their faith and their, uh, their belief in that all this is worth it. All this yeah. backbreaking work, all this sacrifice. You know, there were, there were, you know I have stories about uh, you know, farmers uh, mortgaging their, their, uh, their farm to uh, get the money to build a church back then. That's how, mm-hmm. that's how dedicated, that's how important the church was for those folks. Yeah, absolutely. And then this, in this style, uh, being what's called monolithic concrete, they had to, they had to continually pour. So they couldn't let a, what's called a cold seam form or it would compromise the strength. And so imagine them in a North Dakota winter, right? Mm. Constantly mixing and pouring concrete. It's unbelievable, uh, mm-hmm. really, the, the dedication. And, uh, there was also, there was also some, some fun stories about uh, they had procured all of the steel for the, for the roof, which forms the, the ceiling, and then also on top of it, the roof. Um, they had procured it in the late 30s, early 40s, and they put it in a field to the west of the cathedral here, which was all open, barren, because we were the edge of town. Right. Uh, there was a recall on all steel for the war effort. Oh, yeah. But having waited as long, and they had already started the build, hmm. they said, we can't build this church and not be able to put a roof on it. So they just forgot that they had steel and let the grass grow around it, and it <laughs> sat in the field for a couple of years. <laughs> uh, they said, we're not uh, kind of going to delay this project. And, and so they, they just kind of forgot about it. I see. <laughs> and then uh, right about the time when the war ended is when it went up. So it was providential. They didn't end up needing the steel. Uh, uh-huh. But they were dedicated, and they wanted their church, and they knew that their faith comes first. Yeah. Folks, if you're just joining us, we're uh, broadcasting live from Trinity High School in Dickinson, North Dakota, uh, the Diocese of Bismarck. And uh, we are visiting with Father Josh Eli, the rector at the Cathedral of the Holy Spirit. And they are celebrating uh, a a 75th anniversary of the cathedral uh, uh, coming up next year, Father Josh. And, uh, gee, uh, tell us about the excitement and what's going on within uh, uh, within the parishioners and what you got planned. Good. Thanks. Uh, We're just just getting ready to, to start kind of launching into this, what will be beyond, I, I think, even a year. Uh, but to kind of get a little start, we have uh, 40 hours devotion coming up right. this weekend. And we're going to kind of look at Advent as being the start for all of this. Uh, and a Dickinson native, Father Russ Kovash, pastor at St. Joseph's mm-hmm. Parish up in Wilson, will be here to preach this wonderful 40-hour devotion, which you know goes back 500 years, we think, uh, or more to uh, just continually exposing the Blessed Sacrament. And so we're going to start it with prayer uh, and then let the Advent season with the coming of our Savior be, be a, a launching point to hopefully what will be a lot of wonderful things. So, uh, we're going to do some Rome trips, take the parishioners to Rome, celebrate you know, we have what the Lord's done for us in 75 years and start planning for, for 25 more. Um, and we're going to have our usual Spirit Fest which would be in early June to kind of celebrate, get everyone together. Um, and then another 40 hours next year as an annual thing to kind of cap the year. Right. And that will have Bishop Vetter out nice. to preach that for us. 
So those are a few of the things that we're just getting ready for, and we've got a handful of other things, too. Yes. Well, folks, we have to take a break right now. Uh, Don't go away. We'll be right back with more of uh, Father Josh Eli and the 75th anniversary of the Cathedral of the Holy Spirit in Bismarck, North Dakota. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together toward success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. I grew up in a town where there was prejudice against Catholics. Mm. I grew up in a Danish Lutheran community. In fact, we went to a German Catholic church and I thought the only two religions there were was Catholic and Lutheran. (laughs) Even if they don't get converted, they are aware of what we believe because... It was Bishop Sheen who said, they don't hate us for what we believe, they hate us for what they think we believe. And it has to be the Catholics who step forward and come up to the, the plate, and because it also enriches us. There's an undercurrent of morality, and you get the sense of morality. There may not, well, there's really pro-life things, but still in other things, this giving you support for the morality that you have as a Catholic. And that's really important for the young kids. And I'm so excited on some of these talk shows mm. where young kids call up. So they're hearing, they're getting that, and they're getting that support. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, the Executive Director of Riverview Place in Fargo. The blessing of our foundation built on faith and our sense of fellowship strengthens our sense of safety, security, and community. This is what the region has come to rely on at Riverview Place for the past 35 years. We'd love to have you join us. Call 701-237-4700 to set up a tour today or check us out at homeishere.org. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Hello, listeners. Thank you for staying with us this morning. My name is Amanda Ellerkamp. I'm here with Mike Kidrowski. We're broadcasting live from Trinity High School in the Fisher Commons here on a blustery Tuesday morning <laughs> in Dickinson as we keep seeing the wind pick up outside through the windows. Hope you all are well. We are joined uh continue to be joined by Father Josh Eli, the rector at the Cathedral of the Holy Spirit in Bismarck, and we're talking about uh, how they're getting ready to kick off their upcoming 75th anniversary uh, of the cathedral. And right before the break, Father Eli, you were sharing with our listeners about uh, the upcoming um, 40 hours devotion that is happening this weekend. I wonder if you can give us a little bit more details about um, when that's happening, uh, what is happening as a part of that, and how our listeners can take part in that. Certainly. Uh, First of all, if you all could just keep the wind <laughs> North Dakota today. We Perfect. I'll, I'll go just I mean, it is, try it is that the right after we're done the here. Holy Spirit and, uh, but 
the, the spirit often comes with a gentle breeze. <laughs> it's not very gentle keep right it, now. Keep it, keep it out west. Right now we're, we're doing okay. But anyway. Okay. Uh, yeah, so 40 hours. Uh, we started it last year, and uh, it was something that I had, I had been exposed to in, in seminary. And so my time in Rome as a, as a seminarian and as a, a graduate priest, we'd always do it the weekend of Christ the King as a time to have a little retreat. And so, as I said, there's a lot of Italian history to it, St. Charles Borromeo and a number of other saints who would, who would just during uh, high uh, times of Eucharistic devotion really wanted to expose the Blessed Sacrament, get people to come in and, and just sit for a while. So then it eventually developed into, well, let's do it for 40 hours because of the great significance, of course, of 40, uh, biblically. And so we start Friday night uh, with the Mass. Father Koash will uh, be preaching it. And then we expose the Blessed Sacrament and around the clock, except for when we have Mass and then we do a simple reposition, our Lord will be exposed on the main altar in our beautiful cathedral for people to come and adore. And we've got uh, just a few spots, spots left. And we have to have at least two people there for, you know, at any and every moment. Uh, and then all others are welcome to come throughout the night. We even have our generous Knights of Columbus. They're going to do some night shifts so that uh, everyone's safe, safe, you know, so they'll be kind of patrolling the, uh, the gathering space just because it's, you know, in the middle of the night. Uh, but what a beautiful thing. So people can come at any time, yeah. uh, apart from when we have masks, and then, well, that'll take the focus. Uh, come and just spend a little quiet time with the Lord. And uh, for, the, for me, as I said, this is important because the seminary, it was a formative time and such a beautiful memories of those weekends, Friday night um, to, to Sunday evening. Um, and the fact the Eucharist was such a huge part of my, my, my vocation um, and the connection to the priesthood. And it's just wonderful that, to see the, the faith of the people who come at 2 a.m. and 3 a.m. and 4 a.m. and 5 a.m., you know, uh, yeah, that to spend time with Jesus. So what we're going to be doing some, from Friday evening, uh, about 7 o'clock, and then we've got the schedule on our website, and also people can sign up if they want to take an hour. Uh, I think we, I'm sure we have a few spots left. But if not, if there are not any spots that are needing to be filled, people can come at any time. And then um, Father Kovach will preach again on Saturday at, I believe, 7 p.m., and then uh, Sunday evening, we're going to have evening prayer with a homily from Father Kovash and then conclude with benediction and have a little reception at the country club. So if you guys nice. aren't doing anything on <laughs> Sunday evening, come on down. <laughs> Great. Beautiful. That is a, a really beautiful devotion um, to, you know, the exposed sacrament and having that available, like you said, not only for people that dedicate that hour of all hours of the day and night to come, but that allows other people to pop in, you know, and and stop in. So it's really um, uh, that kind of, you know, effort of everyone making that available, which is really beautiful. So from Friday, yeah, from Friday evening, Father, you said um, Father's going to be saying Mass, Father Russ Kovash, um, and through Sunday. And if, if people want more um, information to sign up or the details of those hours. It's on the cathedral website. Yep. Um, cathedralparish.com. So, yes, cathedralparish.com. Yeah. I, I wanted I wanted 
bestparishintheworld.com, but it was already taken. <laughs> oh. By, by, by Queen of Peace, my sister. <laughs> Someone else beat you to it. So, so you'll have to go to cathedralparish.com uh, forward slash 40 dash hours dash devotion, or a dash, I should say, but I'm sure on the, the main website there, it's, it's, it's big and bold, and you can yeah. Um, yeah. find that um, and about even, even this just kickoff. Cathedral Parish at our, on the main page, if you scroll down. Yes. Section for 40 hours. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. And they have the full schedule, and I guess I could give that to you now, but it's for anybody who's interested. Friday, 6 p.m., opening Mass uh, with homily from Father Kovash. 7 p.m., adoration begins. It goes around the clock. And I do like what you said, Amanda, about the generosity of those who sign up, because we can't have this unless we have at least two people mm-hmm. for an hour or families, you know, who, however they work it out. Uh, but that allows, as you said, those who, because of busyness of life, maybe little ones, mm-hmm. uh, to still come in whenever it's convenient, uh, mm-hmm. after a shift, uh, who knows, at the hospital or something, and just pop in for five, ten. Beautiful. Uh, it's a good point that, that you may not even think of that. that they make it uh, available and possible for, yeah. for others to pop in. So, yeah, we're grateful for our doors. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I think for, for me... Um, you know, we're a member of St. Patrick's here in Dickinson, and we've had um, adoration every day, you know, for, for many, many years as, as we've been parishioners here. And um, uh, Bishop Vetter, who was our, our pastor when we first moved here, um, I remember him, you know, giving a homily about um, that, the fruits that would come from mm-hmm. from from a holy hour. So, you know, at, at his good... Um, impetus or, or prodding, I guess. Um, I've had a had a fairly regular holy hour nice. for several years, and um, that's something that always, I think, strikes me, not only like, okay, this is my hour, it's good that it's scheduled, but I know that others are there at other times, so if I've got just a few minutes, you know, between dropping somebody off and picking somebody up, you know, when kiddos have been at lessons or practice or something, that that their dedication of their hours allows us to have that as as a parish and that you can just stop in um, and and make that available. And, you know, and I see people stopping in too when I'm I'm there for my scheduled hour. And it's just really a beautiful... um, witness i guess to the to the body of christ you know that yeah. us working together to be with jesus um mm-hmm. is not only good for us but it's good for other people too yeah. and so i'm i'm sure that this 40 40 hour devotion um you know can bear much fruit yeah mm-hmm. right people often wonder uh, how do you you know have so many vocations and things because per, ta- per capita we have mm-hmm. a boatload of right wonderful vocations out here um male and female you know mm-hmm. it's growing uh, and i think it was bishop vetter who just said well what we did at st pat's and the, all the years that people have been adoring there you go mm-hmm. if you want to know where vocations come from uh it's people mm-hmm. sitting before the our, our lord in their eucharistic lord and just begging them you know, keep sending us priests because we don't want to ever go without the eucharist uh we did for mm-hmm. two months didn't we during COVID and never mm-hmm. again Never again. Uh, that was painful. Right? Yeah. yeah. But, you know, imagine, you know, without priests, a lot of parts of the world have, they have to go weeks, yeah. sometimes months without the Eucharist. And so I love, yes, there's no better place uh, to, 
pray for vocations. There is a fruit out of out of Eucharistic adoration that is vocations and good ones. Uh, not to mention what it does for the soul. I had an old priest who was a chaplain of some Holy Spirit uh, uh, sisters down in St. Louis. They called the Pink Sisters. Hmm. They have perpetual adoration. And he would walk out and he said, Ah, it's divine radiation for the cancer of my soul. Uh, and he just saw the importance of it. So, yeah, what a blessing. Mm-hmm. Okay, we, we have uh, just a few minutes left. We're visiting with Father Josh Eli, the director of the Cathedral of the Holy Spirit in Bismarck, North Dakota, celebrating its uh, 75th anniversary coming up next yeah. year. And uh, uh, you, you mentioned, uh, uh, we've got a couple minutes left here, Father Josh, uh, you, you mentioned uh, some fun facts about why did it take two years for the cathedral to be established as a parish. Can you talk about that? Yeah, we were on the edge of town, uh, and so there weren't many people out here. They, they had to draw new boundaries, and it just took a while to, to populate it, uh, mm. to get enough people Hmm. that could then sustain themselves. So we were uh, a, kind of a spin-off of St. Mary's Parish in downtown. That was the pro-cathedral. So it was pro-cathedral. I mean, it was kind of the provisional. It was never intended to be the long-term permanent cathedral. But since, you know, 1910, when they when they established the diocese, they said, you need a cathedral because every diocese needs a cathedral. Mm-hmm. They named St. Mary's and said, well, it's it's temporary, provisional, uh, and so they were going to always build one. Well, they finally got around it, as we were talking about, 1945, but there weren't enough people in the area and the newly <laughs> defined boundaries to be able to sustain themselves. So what uh, Bishop Ryan did is he bought the area of land just north of the YMCA, and he would give away little uh, plots of land to any young families that wanted to build a house. And oh, then yeah. they became members of the cathedral parish. Mm. And that's how they began to populate it. And then by 1947, we had enough traction to, to be able to, to support ourselves, even though there were still the numbers were small. So if you're ever in, nor- in Bismarck and you go north of the YMCA off of Divide, right. you'll notice street names like Marion Street, St. Joseph Street, well. and Ryan Drive, all wow. because of, uh, that was our uh, first little area in order to populate the parish. So, fun history, fun history here. Indeed, indeed it is. Um, well, Father Josh, thanks a lot for uh, joining us. Any final thoughts you have for our listeners as we close out uh, this segment? Adore our blessed Lord in the, mm. in the Most Holy Eucharist. Uh, if you're in the area, come pop into our 40 hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just, uh, we need to be grateful for the gift of those, our parishes, our priests, our church, our bishop, our pope, uh, we need to uh, just be grateful for what we have. And most especially our Lord, Savior Jesus, and the Most Holy Eucharist. So come on out if you're in the area. Yes, beautiful. And again, for our listeners, you can find more information about the upcoming 40-hour devotion at the Cathedral of the Holy Spirit happening this weekend from Friday evening through Sunday at www.cathedralparish.com. Time for another break, but uh, stay right there. We've got a jam-packed last half hour. You'll be, uh, we'll be right back. Don't go away. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 